Welcome to Blind Tag, a wrestling show for people who don't like wrestling. I'm your co-host, Rondell Villano. And I'm your co-host, Matt Raddick. Uh, Matt, what exactly are we doing here? That is an excellent question, Ron. I think that we are here because I love wrestling very, very much. It is one of my favorite things in the whole world. And uh, you... In a word, don't. Yeah. Um, But you've expressed interest in it before. Um, And I think it is very interesting. I think you can see why it's interesting. But I spend upwards of like five hours a week watching wrestling. That's too much. Yeah. It's it's a lot for really anyone. So my hope (laughs) is that I can explain why it's cool and give you a a, a peek behind the curtain, if you will, uh, while not forcing you to watch that much wrestling. Because, I mean, like... We watch, you watched WrestleMania with me, and that was seven hours of wrestling. Yeah, I, and said, I watched almost as much as that I've like every week. I sat on your couch for seven goddamn hours, and I watched wrestling with you, and it was the worst day of my life. Uh, <laughs> so to to clarify, I don't hate wrestling. I I think it's fascinating. I love the idea um, of the storylines and. Uh, what's going on behind the scenes and sort of how that plays into what's happening in the ring, which you've kind of gone over with me sometimes. Mm -hmm. But watching it is just a miserable nightmare for me. Like I said, I watched seven hours of WrestleMania with you and then the idea of coming back the next day to watch uh, Raw on Monday. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, Yeah, you got it. So far, so good. I would rather die. Yeah. Understandable. Uh, <laughs> very understandable, in fact. But I, I think that's like a really good point is because like like wrestling is super interesting, but it has this really big problem of a of a super steep learning curve. Like it, it to, to really understand why I think it's interesting and why I think like a lot of a, a lot of people think it's interesting today. I mean, frankly, why a lot of like smarks think it's interesting uh, is you have to understand sort of more about like what's going on. And you what's... just used a word on purpose. That yeah, I don't of. know. It's also just like really the best word to describe it. Would you like me to define smarks? Smarks. Uh, yes. So smarks. As it, defined by Webster's. As, <laughs> I don't think Webster's has yet included smarks, but one Someday. day we will rise uh, and get there. So smarks, to, to understand smarks, you kind of need to understand marks, uh, which is basically just sort of a catch-all term for wrestling fans. Uh, and there's marks also. It sounds a, like it's offensive. I mean, it, I think it is, kind of, <laughs> because, because I think that people like to make fun of people who like wrestling. Uh, but but it, you've sort of adopted this as like an endearing term for, uh, your. would you refer to yourself as a mark? Uh, yes, I would, yeah. Okay. But see, I like, I don't know, like, I think I exist a little bit, I exist in like a little bit of a weird space in like wrestling fandom, because like, like... Uh, I'm a mark in that, like, I really like wrestling. I am known to mark out from time to time. And, uh, but I'm also like certainly categorically somewhat of a smark in that, like, I spend a lot of time like reading about what's going on behind the scenes. I spend a lot of time in like wrestling forums and like follow all kinds of people on Twitter and trying to figure out what's going on there. But also like, I don't hate John Cena at all, which is like, like, like smart rule number one. He's okay. Well, John Cena is an American hero, so we can end that conversation. It can begin and end right there. So basically, though, we already have some common ground. What, 
What you're telling me is that a smark is essentially you're you're trying to take ownership of the idea of being a mark and make it seem less shitty. I, I see. I don't even think that's it because like I think smark is somewhat of a derogatory term too. Like so, smark is basically like a. I think the word is portmanteau of of mark, which maybe doesn't make sense and, because it's kind of a weird word anyway. And but what? But it's it's smart and mark. Oh, so it's, smart it's mark. smart mark. Smart. Yeah, smart. Uh, the smart mark. Exactly. Smart mark. Smart. Um, yeah, and I mean it's it's basically just like someone who is is trying to sort of I use this phrase already, but peek behind the curtain and try and see what's going on behind the scenes. And that's you're not using that as a wrestling term. That's just like a general. I can understand what you mean by peek behind the curtain. Yes. yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> that is just. It's just, just going to be a problem where I don't know if you're uh, like saying a thing that I don't know what it is, or if it's just like you're using a normal mm-hmm. metaphor that I should be able to pick up. I mean, there is just a, from being alive. There is a literal curtain that separates like the the stage and therefore the ring from like the backstage area and the locker room. Like but life. it's not like, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 just the same as like in theater or uh, life or anything like that. So, right. um, so yeah, like that that's that's the idea. Like a mark is just someone who like they tune into raw and they follow what's going on and all that kind of stuff it's a little bit like different now because like the world of wrestling has become so blurred like in the we are like man already so deep down the the rabbit hole here but like when kayfabe was a very very like serious concept a mark was someone who like believed in kayfabe and thought that like Hulk Hogan was actually the strongest person and like Andre the Giant was like a literal monster and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, My understanding is that Andre the Giant is a literal giant because I've seen pictures of him and I can verify that the man was a giant. Uh, (laughs) Kayfabe is a term I've heard. Sure. Which I believe I understand, but I would love. Did I just like uh, casually? Your, like, you <laughs> casually dropped that one right on me. You just yeah. You just set it set it down gently yeah. on me. Yeah. Could you please stop doing that? <laughs> but could you please uh, uh, break down what exactly kayfabe is? Yes. Uh, I'm, k- kayfabe is like really the key to understanding professional wrestling as the art form that it is. Uh, kayfabe, like etymologically, is roughly like a like a um, uh, pig latin of of fake uh, and that's like why it is called holy kayfabe. shit yeah ikfe kayfabe i okay did i just like blow your mind there uh, it shouldn't have <laughs> but it's like pretty yeah. obvious but at the same time it's like yeah, yeah. you don't really oh, think about it okay that's great so this is the um this is what makes it what makes wrestling fascinating to me sure is kayfabe and that's the that's putting a term to the the actual like truly interesting aspect of what wrestling is Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i mean to to sort of roughly explain like kayfabe is the i is basically the sort of like laws that exist in the world of wrestling kayfabe is is like treating everything that is happening in the ring and on the program as actual reality as real and um breaking kayfabe is when you sort of acknowledge the fact that that wrestling isn't real so yeah i mean that that's sort of the uh I don't know the agreement that that the audience makes with the um, with the performers is that the action that is happening in the ring is fake it is predetermined the outcomes of them the storylines are predetermined um, and so like 
not like keeping within kayfabe is like acknowledging all those things as reality. Uh, breaking kayfabe is understanding, well, it is acknowledging that those things aren't real. And that's kind of like, I guess, getting back into Mark and Smark. Like Mark is a Mark is someone who accepts that everything that is happening in the ring is actually real. Uh, you know, John Cena is actually beating up the Miz and they actually hate each other and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, one of the, like some of the like original sort of breakings of kayfabe were unintentional in that, like, uh, I'm forgetting who the wrestlers were, but there were two guys that were supposed to be feuding, uh, that were enemies in the ring and they got caught at the borders together and got pulled over and like that it made a news story and be, and like people were like, these people shouldn't be hanging out. They're enemies. Uh, you're supposed to be the expert. So I'm going to need you to fact check these things oh, before you gosh. start bringing it. We just need so, like, a fact checker. Uh, yeah. So, so kayfabe, the interesting thing to me is that it's sort of the audience and also the um the wrestlers themselves are agreeing to sort of participate in this suspension of disbelief yeah it's not just uh like when you watch a a scripted tv show like you you understand as a, a viewer that what you're watching isn't real but you also uh kind of get invested into the the world that's in front of you whereas in wrestling the i guess the actor's uh, in in this analogy, they're also like reverse participating. What What do you mean reverse participating? They're, I guess I just like I, I see what you're saying. As, they're doing just as much as the audience in that they're not. Um, they're fulfilling a role for the audience that has to be in agreement with this idea that everything that's happening is real until they are out of sight of the audience. When you see, when you see an interview with an actor, they are not their character, but sure. when you see an interview with a wrestler, they are that wrestler. Sometimes. I mean, so, okay. Yeah. So I, I see okay. your point now. And I think that like what, what you're implying is much more true of the sort of like uh proverbial golden age, quote unquote, golden age of wrestling in that like, like Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan all the time. I think Hulk Hogan is still Hulk Hogan, but that's another story. Um, wh- whereas now I think like like John Cena is someone who is more than anyone else, except for an like American The Rock. American hero. Well, yes, an American hero, first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, but also is someone who like gets a lot of like traditional TV time. Like he's on the t- Today Show regularly. Like Al Roker came out at WrestleMania to announce basically that John Cena was going to propose to his now fiance Nikki Bella. It was um, a beautiful, beautiful moment of romantic. television. Yeah, that I witnessed. I can only hope for that seven hours. I propose to a woman. It will be in front of millions of people and not staged at all. Like <laughs> it's great. I, 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 <laughs> I hope that she certainly knows it's coming and that it's also going to happen in front of literally millions of people <laughs> okay so 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 you want her to be in on the kayfabe exactly oh, i want her to be you see what i did there yeah that was, that was good all right uh <laughs> i want to take a step back sure so uh we got a little far away from uh, a lot of things so you are a smart yes what am i uh i think you as would, a complete outsider what am i i think you would be I mean, I think you're just a guy to most. I'm just people. a guy. Just a All guy. right, that's well, fine. Well, okay. So, so here's the thing: it's like, 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 certainly a significant chunk of wrestling fans. Probably no one who is actually going to listen to this podcast, but uh, so no one. So no one. But like, you would just be referred to as like anybody. Um, and but like, the, like, I think smarks refer to people that are not in on wrestling or not care about wrestling as just casuals, which is like, I mean, not any different than sort of like I feel like 
video game and uh i don't know general nerd uh i don't know vocabulary gotcha like, casual. A filthy casual yeah filthy casual i i okay I, anyway i <laughs> i think i understand what you're saying sure i'm i'm the casual i'm a guy yeah. i'm anybody yeah i'm nobody i would love i'm everybody for one day yeah i mean you are you are the I'm common the every man i'm uh, john cena you're just a common man no you're really you're more dusty Rhodes, the american dream because he's just a common man fair enough the american dream some of them i'll, I'll Come on. T- take Keep your up. word on it right. okay um it's, it's, fair enough uh i, I want to take this one step further back <laughs> back to the beginning matt if you'll come with me sure the name of our show mm, yes is blind tag blind tag what does that mean you've tricked me into saying this thing <laughs> that i don't know what it means yes uh so i think it's, it's it's very perfect for what we're talking about so you're familiar with the idea of tag team wrestling uh i'm sure Loosely. yes you know i can figure it out a, I, i'm familiar okay. I, right, i've cool. watched wrestlemania there was sure. a tag team match uh with uh the american hero john cena and his now fiance correct yes and yes against uh, the miz a... and his wife yes her name is maurice M- maurice no, maurice maurice <laughs> she's wonderful um Yes, that was a that was a little bit more complicated because it's, it's a mixed tag match, and in the in the world of WWE, they don't do intergender wrestling. But you know we're, that's we're going far down here. Uh, blind tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, a blind tag is when a tag team partner tags in their partner, unbeknownst to them. Uh, so the idea is that like you would like either if you're standing outside the ring and you're not currently in the match, you would like reach over the ring and tag your partner and sort of insert yourself into the match. Or the other side of it is like your, you know, your partner isn't paying attention and you tag them and force them into the match, which I feel like is somewhat what we're doing here and that I'm forcing you. I'm blindly being tagged. Exactly. And out, out, in, I guess. I think, I think you're being tagged in. Okay. You're being forced into this world. I mean, you did ask for this. I, I did not uh, like corner well, you in this room and ask you to speak into this microphone. Just but. strap the headphones on my head. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's. That was my thought for why we should name it this. I think it's I think it's pretty fitting, personally. I get it. I <laughs> I as you were explaining it, I actually I don't know if you saw the light shine over my face, but I had like this moment of realization as you were saying that. Good job, Matt. Thank you. I I'm proud. I'm proud of you. Good. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that you understand that. Uh, but I think that there's like one other term that will really like help uh, make this whole podcast actually digestible uh and that's the idea of faces and heels which is probably words you've heard me babble about before i have i have i have a a, a loose familiarity with these terms but i don't want to be wrong so go ahead sure uh yes uh so face is short for baby face which is essentially your good guy uh the 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 american hero the John Cena's of the world. Back in the day, Hulk Hogan, but I think he's really turned heel on the world. In uh, just real life. Well, yeah, he's, because... He's the baddest man. <laughs> Truly the baddest. But not like a like a Leroy Brown kind of bad, bad man. <laughs> like a bad, bad man, like he's a like a bad guy. <laughs> so anyway, uh, ba- the baby face faces are the good guys, and the counter to that, obviously, is... Uh, well, I guess not obviously, but... 
a face needs a counter, and the counter is called a heel. The heel. Um, and I don't know actually what I don't really know why these terms originated. I guess I'll do my homework next time. But I'm assuming that like basically the whole point is like you turn on your heel, meaning you turn and go in the other direction. Yeah, and yeah, that's why uh, yeah, that's... heel came to be. Makes sense to me. Uh, but yeah, heels are heels are your bad guys. Um, I've been thinking a lot lately in my own time about who is the like biggest heel right now and i feel like no one really compares to john cena no one is really the foil for john cena in terms of like oh, a, the, the heel to his yeah face. yeah i mean just gotcha. no one's on okay. that level except okay. for maybe triple h which is like a whole nother a very very deep well that we can dive down uh I, I picked day. up a little at WrestleMania. He's like he's uh, he's the commish now, right? He is the COO. COO. Yeah. Uh, his wife Stephanie McMahon yeah. is the commissioner of Raw. Oh, there's actually a commissioner. I was using that as a like a oh, you know like a an endearing term for just the person in charge. Okay. I, yeah. So I was wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. There will be many more instances of that. I'm sure. Uh, we can talk. <laughs> Your faith. <laughs> we can t- we can talk about the the structure. Uh, of the business and the structure of the fake business later. But, um, but yeah, I think like the, the, the sort of like most recognizable heel would probably be uh, Triple H and maybe Stone Cold for part of his run, but he was really pretty face at the end of it. But Triple H has just always been a bad guy. And I think he's the only people person that like would really be like recognizable. I mean, Andre always worked heel too. Um, well, not always, but mostly worked heel. I feel like it's difficult to be the face when you're the premise of you is that you're just a, a big man mm-hmm. who can knock out other big men yeah, pretty that, with ease that you naturally have the advantage of being seven foot tall and 500 pounds. right yeah it's yeah <laughs> yeah i mean people identify with yeah like underdogs and relatable people and yeah uh you, no one is really relatable to andre except for the big show who is you know is he also a heel he he's gone back and forth a lot more especially as of late um i would have to i would have to go back i would imagine that he debuted as a heel um just because it's 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 an easy move and i mean like that's what they do generally with like men of that stature that's what braun Strowman has been working uh and he's basically sort of the spiritual successor to andre and the big show um but big show because he's been around for so long and he's been with the business for so long he's like gotten a lot of fan support he's also just like from everything that i've heard a genuinely really nice guy i feel like i've heard that too even though i know like very little about him i've he just for some reason i remember hearing that he's just like a good dude yeah which i mean is is also kind of the, the sort of like kayfabe balance is like most of what i've heard of like even the 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 jerkiest heels they're like some of the nicest people in the world um and are really really great like kevin owens is like the the probably the biggest tv heel right now like he is the meanest guy that's like on tv every week um and he's just like like he's a dad he has two young kids and the other day he posted something on twitter that was uh him on a go-kart with his kid his kid was like driving around and like screaming and having a good time and he was just like sitting there but like like that's a very very like one off thing and everything else he does on twitter is like literally like retweet people and make fun of them so, so is he uh would you say that's breaking kayfabe when he's being uh posting a genuine tweet about being a father and being on a go-kart and not pushing his son out of the cart uh well yeah i mean <laughs> does he wrestle for does he wrestle for his kids does he acknowledge them like in in the ring is he like i i know like screw you guys but also i love my family and yeah. so okay yeah yeah so, I mean, so that, it's that, not necessarily breaking kayfabe for him to be like i'm enjoying a day with my son yeah also 
whatever insult to whatever wrestler. Yeah, he, I mean, he's 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 more or less found a way to work it into his character, which is also why I think he's one of the the best people working right now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, like his whole gimmick is essentially that he is a prize fighter, and he is constantly he like. He is the most, like, I am a wrestler that is working for a paycheck guy on the roster. He's just like, this is what I do. I'm going to win so I get the most money so that I can take care of my wife and my kids. That's kind of fascinating. It's amazing. As, like, in its simplicity. Yeah. Like, because that's not... I feel like you don't see that. You don't see mm-hmm. just like a, somebody who's like, I'm, I'm going to fight people because it's my job to right. do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, and then like his whole, his whole WrestleMania feud was this, uh, this is, was an amazing feud and we can dive deep into it later, but his feud was basically the culmination of a friendship that he ended, uh, because it was what meant that he could be more successful. He was basically, he was working with this guy, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho yeah. yeah, for a really long time. Uh, they were helping each other win matches, all this kind of stuff. Um, and then he basically decided that like, it was no longer advantageous for him to be friends with this person. So he betrayed him and stabbed him in the back basically. Um, but yeah, and like, that was how they basically built all like went from these two guys that were every week showing up on TV and just like palling around and being, you know, they were like jerks to other people, but they were like best buds to each other. And that's how they made it work is that like, he was like, I never actually liked you. I just was using you to get myself over, to get myself further in my career. Uh, And now you're in my way. So I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And And that's super interesting because it's, again, that suspension of disbelief where like that's, it's just interesting. The like, stories kind of running parallel with real life yeah absolutely yeah and i mean like are are is he in real life friends with chris jericho i would imagine so i mean it it, like neither of them are like well i mean they're both like pretty public people but i i don't think that they are like i certainly don't think they are enemies they are like yeah they might just be like colleagues basically (laughs) or work co-workers exactly i mean (laughs) which is what they are uh but like uh, they, they, it's amazing because they work this into the feud, but like when Kevin Owens first got signed with the WWE, uh, Chris Jericho has been with WWE since forever. Like he was, he started in the nineties and, uh, Kevin Owens was signed in the last five years. It was like three years ago or something like that. But Kevin Owens actually like DM'd Chris Jericho on Twitter and it was just like, Hey man, big fan. I'm just getting started in this. Like, do you have any advice for how I should start in the business? Uh, and Chris Jericho like sent back some, you know, words of advice and stuff like that. Knew he who he was and stuff like that. They worked that into the feud, and they like like the WWE like put those tweets on the Titan Tron for the whole audience to see and put them on TV and was just like, yeah, this is like Chris Jericho is basically like talking shit about Kevin Owens and being like. This is this guy, like, he was asking me for friendship, and I was nice for him, and look what he did to me, and all this kind of stuff. They That's found unbelievable. It- I, I forgot about this part until just now, but they got old pictures of Kevin Owens when he was a kid doing Chris Jericho's signature pose in his bedroom with a Chris Jericho poster on his wall. Very, very, like, embarrassing pictures of Kevin Owens as, like, a 12-year-old. Actually unbelievable. But, yeah, he's That's just... And it works out perfectly for the Fucking feud. awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> these are the things that I want to know, but I absolutely don't want to sit on your couch ever again <laughs> until next WrestleMania and have to watch this unfold before my eyes. I just want you to fill my ears with it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the problem. With wrestlers. (laughs) Fill my ears with with wrestlers, Matt. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the problem is, like, to really understand all this stuff, and especially, like, for that feud, like, like, you're talking about 
possibly days, like if you're all, all told like how many hours I spent watching this sort of feud culminate. Like certainly this has been going on for weeks and weeks and their portion took up, you know, a few minutes on the, the show each week. But like, right. you know, all told, that's like literal, certainly hours, if not days of like, like backstory that you have to get to get to this one like 20 minute match at wrestlemania so yeah it's it's a big investment but hopefully some of this will uh this is i don't know maybe like a a light way to understand what's going on understand sort of the 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 nuance of the stories and the narrative without having to uh watch five hours of programming week in and week out and i'm so excited about not having to watch five hours of wrestling sure every week i i i'm uh just amazed that you have the the time (laughs) (laughs) likewise to be fair i skip a lot but yeah fair all right well i as much as i enjoy not watching it uh i as much as i do enjoy talking about it Mm -hmm. i feel like that's uh also enough of that for me for today well yeah that was a, a small taste to to get us started and we'll uh we'll tackle more next time uh so yeah uh for the first time i am your face i'm matt and I guess that would make me your heel. And this has been Blind Tag. We'll see you next time. And you'll run out of excuses when the one you love's not with.